Welcome to the Holy Hands of Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And here we are, still doing the thing. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world that we're going to ignore all of it. And you should too, as long as you're listening to this right now. Yeah. I mean, ignore, I don't know that ignore is the right word. But take, take these breaks listening to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is episode 2G, season 2, episode G. Uh, we're going to say G is for grapple. Grappling is uh, defined by the Google Dictionary as engaging in a close fight or struggle without weapons uh, to wrestle. And the sentence, as an example, is passerbys, uh, passersby grappled, grappled with the man after the knife attack. Wait, I have a better sentence. <laughs> George wants to grapple with me every day to practice jujitsu. Now more than ever. <laughs> That's a much better example. <laughs> um, so I have tried not to say this on the podcast, so I'm going to say it now because I don't fucking care. I miss doing jiu-jitsu so fucking much, uh, and it's all good. I'm showing my love out to everyone. I also want to say, fuck it. I was trying to keep it secret. I go to the fucking best gym in the world, Henzo Gracie Academy. I fucking miss going to Henzo Gracie Academy. It's the Hogwarts of grappling and jujitsu, and I miss all my fucking crew out there. Wow. Way to make the Harry Potter reference for Melissa. It is. (laughs) It's for no one else. (laughs) Ballet, if he actually listens. (laughs) Yeah, it really is the Hogwarts of jujitsu. It's insane. It's like having all the fucking dopest... professors imaginable and there really is a Dumbledore and there is a fucking Harry and there is a there's fucking everyone are you Ron no no I'm like I'm a one of his one of his twin brothers no hell no (laughs) you and the other guy I'm one of the fucking kids that's all the way in the bench in the back fucking left it's like (laughs) part of like Hufflepuff for some school nobody fucking gives a fuck about I'm the, yeah, I'm not Hufflepuff in real life, but in Hensel Grace Academy, I'm a Hufflepuff. What are they known for? I think they're the pussies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But then. they're they're the nice ones that people like because they're just like. All right, that's yeah. who is accurate. Yeah. All right. So two G is for grappling. Shout out to all my Hensel Grace Academy people, and also one more thing. Um, I have a little group chat. Yes, I'm doing the thing that you want me to do to show how much time I'm wasting. Talking. <laughs> uh, we're at two minutes and 44 seconds right now for anybody who's got their podcast app open right now. Um, also want to say that the group chat I got with the Hensel Gracie people, uh, nobody's partner, whether it's male or female, wants to grapple with their partners at home. So a shout out especially to all those people. I said I was going to start practicing with you on Monday. You keep pushing it back. Well, I figure it's it's good to start that the same day I have to start teaching remotely. Okay, there you go. Seems fair. Deal. Virtual handshake. We, can you hear that? Can you hear it? Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. <laughs> um, last week was, I'll do was, you do is, Perfect. UFC Fight Night 170. Some uh, memorable moments are, although this is not written down in the show notes, um, Charles Oliveira defeated... Oh, I see what you did. Okay, we'll get to it. Charles why, why don't you clarify what you just said? Because it sounds like I'm unorganized. No. Anne Brennan wrote all the fucking notes for this shit. I didn't do a goddamn thing, so. And Charles Oliveira is not in this little segment because he's coming up in our top five. And from all the feedback we get from our listeners, they don't want repeated information. Oh, okay. You see, the the quarantine is already getting us fighting. (laughs) Grappling. Grappling. 
<laughs> so uh, Gilbert Burns uh, defeated our fucking boy, my fucking hero, Damian Maya, via first ta- uh, first round TKO. Um, Damian Maya says he's going to fight one more fight and retire, and you've had the most awesome career ever. So good on you, and congratulations to Gilbert Burns. Hanato Moicano knocked out, uh, or submitted, rather, uh, Hadzovic in 44 seconds in round one. Um, Nikita Krylov beat Johnny Walker in a tough, ugly fight via decision. Um, kudos to both of them. And Anna's girl, who's like seven feet tall, Bea Malecki, beat uh, Veronica Macedo uh, via decision. Uh, so last week was that. And this week is nothing. You know this. You all know this. The world is closing for for a while, um, which means all UFC and Bellator events are canceled, as they should be. Nothing to be sad about there. If anything, we are always going to look on the bright side and see this as such an awesome opportunity for all of our listeners to kind of look back on some UFC fights and fighters. So when we talk about them, you have that knowledge. Lucky for us, ESPN is putting fights on all day long on Saturday. Literally all day long. From 12 p.m. in the afternoon to 11 p.m. that night. <laughs> there will awesome. be non-stop fights and events. I could list them all for you. Uh, instead, we're just going to tell you which ones to watch uh, later. The other thing I just want to mention about like all the events being canceled is you may recall we told you how the fight scheduled for Brooklyn April 18th in Barclays Center was Habib versus Tony. And you may also remember that this fight has been booked five other times, four other times. Oh, okay, this is the fifth time that it's booked was booked four other times and got canceled all four times for random shit. And we went through the different reasons. And so it would be right crazy if it's canceled again for a pandemic and um the ufc and dana white said they're still looking for a location they're talking of moving it to dubai um i forget where else they mentioned that that was like the main location that i recall there's memes that are saying that it's going to take place on the moon <laughs> uh they were thinking about doing it at the ufc expo or, or whatever oh, center yeah, in yeah. in las vegas nevada um i just hope like I, you guys have heard me talk about this shit at nauseum. Uh, I, I just don't want to even see the fight anymore. I just don't. It's too, it's too fucking dangerous, man. And like... I don't know how anyone would, in their right mind, do that. Why any fighter or corner or promotion would think this is a good idea. Dude, yeah. Big time. It, it, here, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to stop the doomsday in me. But can you imagine a world where they fight a fucking in a special super cool place and the whole world watches them fight a five round war and then these guys beaten up like like how John Jones and Gustafson had to go to the hospital after that famous war. Or even recently, Joanna Jacek and Wiley Zhang had to go to the hospital immediately after. Or Felder yeah. and Hooker. Yeah, thank God they were all good and stuff like that. But can you imagine this be, being like that and them going to the hospital with... All the other shit going on in the world, man. Don't even fucking put that stress on the people at the hospital. Let alone me that's got to watch that. I'm going to be so stressed out. Yep. So. Whatever. This move. has been my role the past week. As I'm going to move George on from <laughs> Doomsday Talk and all of this. Because he always gets to introduce the top five. And you know what? Times are 
not changing. Hey. I'm introducing the top five. <laughs> Here right. it is, bitches. Not only did I introduce the top five, I'm starting the top five. Go for it, babe. All right. Number one on my top five of the week is Mick Maynard. He is the vice president of talent relations for the UFC. And what we failed to mention in our little intro is that the UFC did decide to go on with their fights on Saturday night. Yeah. Or actually, it was Saturday um, afternoon. However, it was closed to an audience in Brazil. So there was no one there other than the people who had to be there, which interestingly enough, as George pointed out, included the the corner girls. What are Ring they called? Card girls. Ring card girls. That's interesting that, that uh, they were a necessity. However, that's not the reason this made the top five. It's um, Nick Maynard put out this tweet that I don't even, we didn't even talk about it. I thought it was so cute. Did you like it? I did. Okay. Um, his tweet, because there was not going to be an audience there, and of course there were a lot of Brazilian fighters on the card, so that was such a bummer for um, the fans to not be able to see them, but also the fighters not to be able to like feel that love from the audience. So Mick Maynard tweeted out, I'm going to take on the responsibility of being the every fan tonight. I will be leading the chance of, woo, <laughs> which we hate, by the way, Yeah. yell to kick him in the nuts, Stand him up, whistle at the octagon girls, and of course chant Uva Moher. Yeah. Good did, job, I say, did I pronounce all that yeah, pretty, correctly? Pretty I, was to, good. I thought they I thought it was said differently. I thought it was like Viva. No, Viva. I thought it was Vu. That's what oh. I thought. And now but apparently Twitter now they're changing the Anglicized version of the spelling mm. of it, so who knows what. Do you want to tr- do the translation for the people? Oh, we've spoken. Our our yeah. listeners know, our friends know that that that's what the Brazilians chant when it says you're gonna die to anyone who's not Brazilian who's fighting in Brazil. It is. <laughs> it's it feels harsh. <laughs> it seems silly because it's just like another chant, but dang, <laughs> it's pretty to the point. Um, speaking of, uh, Brazil, awesome Brazilians, uh, <laughs> number two in our top five is Charles Oliveira, which I tried to bring up before, but, uh, I shouldn't have double exposed that. So let's just talk <laughs> about Charles Oliveira, man. What a fucking amazing guy and an amazing career. So he submitted Kevin Lee via guillotine in the third round. Charles Oliveira has been in the UFC since 2010, right? So like he's been around for fucking 10 years and, and doing the goddamn thing. He just turned 30. I feel like someone was talking about that on Twitter. Like, I feel like however long I've been watching UFC, Charles Oliveira has basically been a part of it. And that means that he started fighting in the UFC high-level competition at 20 years old. It's insane. <clears throat> so not only did, did this dude just turn 30, he already came into this fight with the most submissions in UFC history. So he just added on to his lead. So shocking. <laughs> So shocking. This dude's so unorthodox. He's freaking crazy looking. His striking has gotten amazing. And he's had like an up and down career over the past 10 years. But he's been on a... Let's see. I just pulled it up and I should have already had this ready. He's on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 fight win streak. streak. Um, And who was his last loss to? His last loss to was Paul the Irish Dragon Felder. 
in 2017. So he hasn't lost since 2017, which is insane. Uh, so, Oliveira, you're fucking awesome. Kevin Lee, we're big fans of yours still. Um, and you lost, which is unfortunate. And um, you missed weight, which is double, triple, maybe, unfortunate. Triple unfortunate, but maybe we'll cut you a pass just because time's been fucking crazy. So, whatever. Uh, I really think that going into, uh, we might as well go into number three on top five, too. Johnny Walker versus, uh, what's his name, Nikita Krylov? Yeah, uh, Krylov. Krylov. I think he was the co-main event for UFC. Um, or no. No, the, because... That was Damien Maia. Yeah. Whatever. That whole night was UFC Brasilia, which I guess there is a certain part of Brazil called Brasilia. I which, meant to ask you about that. Yeah, I don't know. We should do our research on that, too. Uh, I guess it's like New York City, New York State, maybe. I know. Maybe. I don't I never... know. Not quite. It's a, it, Wow. I did not know this. What? Brasilia is the capital of Brazil. Huh. Wow. Well, that's interesting. It's going to be an event that's uh, it's going to live on forever. Just like UFC 200 when you look. So UFC 200, because a bunch of them have numbers, not all of them. But UFC 200, they decided to make the canvas this weird yellow. So anytime you see any fights from that night, you're like, oh, that's UFC 200. Oh, this true. is going to be remembered as the event that had no audience. Now, I know a lot of like the uh, American... Uh, audience, this is something that's like unprecedented, but it's happened a bunch as our listeners uh, who are fans of European soccer know. It's happened pretty regularly in Europe, uh, in the Greek soccer league specifically, because hooliganism is so bad and people fucking start riots and throw uh, flares onto the field and get into huge fights. Uh, they would punish the spectators by making it um, no spectators allowed for certain soccer matches. So this is kind of like, obviously, a much worse and scarier version of that. Uh, but Listeners, you... super soon, George is actually going to get to number three on our top five. Which is Johnny Walker and Nikita <laughs> uh, Krylov. Uh, the fight was super... Uh, it was a dog fight. It was a dog fight um, for three rounds. Johnny Walker has... Uh, you remember he got knocked out by Corey Anderson in UFC at MSG in last November. Uh, since then, he's moved up to TriStar to train under my favorite coach, uh, Farah Sahabi. You've heard me talk about my man crush about him in prior episodes. Uh, and unfortunately, he didn't get the win. But it was super sweet because it was an awesome fight. And as they walked out uh, of the cage, they walked out together arm in arm. And just kind of had like a good brawl and learned a lot. And they both tweeted fucking super nice things about each other afterwards. And how they learned about e each other. Um, so good on them. And they've made number three on, on the top five. Let's go to number four and throw in a little bit of Bellator news in our top five. So we said everything was canceled. Everything, everything is canceled. But of course, all UFC and Bellator events. But Scott Coker canceled the Bellator event that we were speaking about that was supposed to happen on Friday before he even had to, which I think that means he should already make the top five because he was, it seems, putting health before anything else and, like, didn't need other people to tell him money's not everything. But um, what's really awesome is that not only did he make that decision, but he also paid... The fighters who were supposed to compete, the officials, the judges, the cut men, any event personnel, all of those people were paid because Scott Coker's kind of awesome. 
And and that's really awesome for all the fighters and scheduled to fight that night and all the other people who were supposed to work in some capacity. But now I'm thinking, like, looking forward, this just stinks for everyone else. Like, he cannot do that for all the fights that were scheduled. No. I mean, I, this is... He did... This is a, an awesome move by Coker, but he just had to do it for this because everyone literally, like, weighed in and we're ready I know, to go. But... So it's not gonna It's not sustainable, but... We're not going to talk about that shit right no, now. No, <laughs> we're going to keep positive. Yeah. Good job, Scott Coker. That was really cool. Awesome. So we're going to move to number five of the top five. And this is something that uh, we're going to give you guys something to do over the weekend. Because I know a lot of people uh, have a little bit more extra time than planned. That's right. You better all be staying in. And when you're staying in watching ESPN. Come on. Do this for us. These fights <laughs> are free. We're going to talk about them next podcast, and you are going to be so in the know. You're going to be like, you're going to have the opinions. Yeah. You're going to disagree with me. We're going to send you all mics so you can have your own podcast on these fights. Yeah, well, when, and we're, we're going to have to set something up where you guys send us in videos of questions and uh, comments and stuff. Yeah. Because basically, everyone is so worried about, oh my God, what are we going to do without sports and all stuff? Dude, there is so, there's just a library of freaking sports in general, and especially I think fights is even better, of amazing fights that people have totally forgotten and looked over. And because ESPN recently uh, had that deal with the UFC, they're going to be able to show amazing fights that are worthwhile and, and worth looking at again yeah so while you might not all be crazy like us watching from noon to 11 p.m on saturday we're not going to require that of you <laughs> but we thought number five in our top five will be this is what you need to watch this is the time you know it's on espn watch it because we're going to talk about it do you want to start i will start okay there are a bunch of there are a bunch of awesome fights that you can watch I'm going to take the old school UFC MMA route and I'm going to suggest that at 5.30 you park your ass in front of that fucking TV or set your DVR for 5.30 and you're going to rewatch Shogun versus Dan Henderson. Now, at the time, this was like, I guess, touted? Is that the word I want to say? As the best fight of all time. It is one of the most savage brawls. And then I saw it recently, like... Get when they did like top 10 fights of all time or whatever, it was up there, maybe like top three, I think. And I was like, man, was that really that good? Um, and I watched it probably a year ago or within the past year. I watched it recently and I remember being like, holy fuck, I forgot how fucking crazy this fight is, but it's been long enough that I need to watch it again. All right, it's from 2011. Wow. Mad old school, dude. And these guys just go at it. And it's at my favorite division, light heavyweight. That's I kind of love. You picked the oldest fight on the list of fights that um that we'll be playing on Saturday, and I picked the newest. I want I, I got greedy. George picked a fight that's only half an hour from five thirty to six on ESPN. Mm -hmm. I'm picking the one that's eight p.m. to eleven p.m. I want you to watch a whole card. I didn't have to pick a fight. I'm picking UFC two forty four for for so many reasons. One is, you already heard us talk about it, so you already have the background knowledge that you need to be able to enjoy these fights even more. Um, that card included Masvidal versus Diaz for the baddest motherfucker belt. It had Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till. We had Booty Boy Thompson and Luke. <laughs> we had Derek Lewis 
Wait, what was my new quote that I liked better from him? I've been buying y'all shit. Yes. <laughs> um, Kevin Lee was on that card. So there are so many good fighters on that card. That's my second reason. And my third reason is that we watched this card with my mom. And we watched like a lot of fights with my mom. Or made her watch them with us. <laughs> um, but this card, she was like so invested. She was more invested than we were. And she, for the first time, said she actually enjoyed watching it. If my mom can enjoy watching this card, I truly believe you all can too. So that's 8 to 11. That's amazing. And I think I want to go back and check. I think that's around the time. I mean, I know it's around the time. It might be the first or second episode of Holding Hands and Throwing Fists. It might. Yeah. Oh, so a little throwback. That's right. All right. So that's our advice for the weekend. All right. We love you all. Stay safe. Wash your motherfucking hands. And this episode was brought to you by the whole world. It's just for the whole world. <laughs>